Hey, Barefoot Parents, I'm Cassie Hutton, a homeschooling mama five who sees you, wants to support and encourage you in your counterculture parenting style. On this podcast, we cover topics from a faith-filled perspective on childbirth, inner healing, health, and family. Visit CassieHutton.com to learn more. Welcome back, Barefoot Parents. It has been a while since I have talked to any of you. I'm here today with Heather Creason, and she's going to talk to us um, about what she does and helping people find the root cause of what's going on with their health. So I'm really excited to talk to her about that. As you know, I've been in this um, health series for a couple of weeks now, but took a break for a couple of months because I didn't have that uh, just that one person that I wanted to come back and continue talking about health with. And so also my health was getting really bad. And so I just needed to take a break, but here we are getting back into it. And so if you follow me from here out on the podcast, you're probably not going to see a lump sum of this series and that series and topics that we're talking about, but rather we're going to be interweaving all of the different topics on childbirth, childbirth education, women's health, family, Might even throw in a few homeschool ideas and things like that. So thanks for following along. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Yes, I'm so glad you're here too. And uh, Heather, as always, y'all know that I have Christian guests on my podcast because this is a Christian uh, podcast. And so she loves Jesus. And so if you decide to work with her, know that I am providing you Um, Christian professionals on here, which is super important to me that that's where our money goes and that that's where our hearts and minds are aligned. Heather Creason is a massage and bodywork specialist, fitness trainer, and nutrition coach dedicated to helping people heal better, feel better, and be their best. She specializes in helping people optimize function at the cellular level, which is so important, So they can get to the root cause of their health issues rather than continuously chasing the symptoms they are experiencing. Her goal through everything that she teaches is to equip people with the right tools so they can approach their healing process with clarity and confidence and get back on track to feeling their best. So I'm going to let her kind of uh, talk about that a little bit more. But also, Heather, before we get started, let my guests know where they can reach you and how they can follow you, what your website is. Okay. Well, my website is defyyourlimits.com. That's also my Instagram handle. And um, my Facebook is, I think, defyyourlimitswithhc.com. I'm working on being good about posting. Yeah, I'm working about being good about posting on social media, but I'm just not. Like, I'm very busy with kids and life and work. And so I'm not always faithful on that. But on my website, I have good um, freebies. I'll give a link at the end for one of my favorite things to talk about, which is called Detox Debunked. And I I really like to break through a lot of the detox myths that are out there because they're Mm. prevalent and they're just absolutely wrong. And people start feeling like they're failing, but it's the information Mm. that has failed them. So I really love helping get people on the right track by giving them the right information. And that starts with detox. And it's not the stuff in the green drinks that you find at Costco or Publix or any of the the local grocery stores that everybody's using. Yeah, that's really important. And in fact, I did a detox podcast um, that was really, uh, it kind of, it even took me, you know, back and I was like, wow, I just the simplest things that we can do for free, like getting sunshine and breathing are some of the best ways to detox our bodies. Um, I'm sure you take it a lot deeper and what you offer. Um, but I totally agree with you on the detox thing, because a lot of people are just looking for that one quick fix that's going to get rid of this, uh, kind of like the main symptom that they have in their life rather than realizing, okay, this is an overall health issue going on. And I have something so much deeper. This is just my body's way of reacting to the root cause of what's going on, which is what you address, um, in your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're so right. And in, in my profession, I don't diagnose, I don't treat and I don't prescribe medication. So the best thing is that I do get to look for those root causes because that's what medicine 
is not looking for. And again, you're so right, because it's, it's systemic. It's not just one symptom we're looking at. And frankly, when people come to me with a list of symptoms, I love it because I don't have to look at any of them. I take that and I'm like, okay, what is happening at the cellular level? And we can really simplify that healing process because I'll have people who talk to me for an hour about everything they've been going through. And that's what they tell every doctor. And they spend so much time going through this entire list of symptoms. I'm like, I've really got three steps to take you through and we'll evaluate it from there. But like, let's get your cells healthy and see what symptoms resolve. And so I I like to simplify it and make it really easy for people because then you get rid of those roadblocks to healing. Exactly. So for my guests who are listening and have never heard about the importance of healing on a cellular level, explain why it's so important to get the cells healed rather than focus on getting my heart healed or getting my liver healed or getting my period back on track. Um, Why does it all come down to cellular level? Okay. You ready for this? Sometimes I yeah. can be long-winded, so I apologize. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so um, in order for your body to heal and regenerate and function at its best, you need the ability to, to make new cells that work. For those cells to have a healthy environment where they can grow and function properly, they need three things. The first one is the ability to get rid of waste and toxins. The second is the capacity to adapt to stress because if your cells are stressed, they can't heal very well. Then the third thing you need is oxygen and nutrients. So um, if our cells are overloaded with toxins or they're not able to get rid of waste efficiently, and that we're going to have an issue with that because we live in a toxic world, um, there are lots of environmental factors that come into play here. But if, if you have that toxicity building up, the nutrients your cells need to function optimally can't get in to bring the nourishment. So um, that inability to get rid of waste and toxins compounded by the detriment, detrimental effects of chronic stress, dehydration, and a lack of oxygen and nutrients opens the door for sickness, disease, and many other health problems to take root. So that's why we look at it from a systemic level rather than just looking at all the symptoms people are experiencing. You could have a bunch of different names and diagnoses, but at the root of all your symptoms are unhealthy cells that don't have what they need to heal and thrive. And you can be eating a healthy diet, drinking lots of water, or taking supplements, but it doesn't necessarily mean that those nutrients are getting into your cells. So your cells are only as healthy as the environment they live in. So if you want to get well, you have to change the state of the environment within and around your cells because they can't heal in the same environment that made them sick. So in order to help your cells heal, you've got to do two major things. The first is reduce the toxic load on your body, and that includes reducing the waste and toxins already in the body and minimizing incoming toxins. And then the second thing is you've got to add oxygen and nutrients. So in order to heal and regenerate on that cellular level, there are three critical phases that you've got to implement before you add anything else to your regimen, and and sometimes even before supplements or um, different types of minerals and vitamins. These, the three phases I'm going to tell you form the cornerstone of your healing and are really the greatest sources of untapped potential within you. So the first thing you have to do is clear your drainage and detoxification pathways. Then you've got to learn how to regulate stress. And a huge part of that uh, regulation of stress comes through the vagus nerve. The the vagus nerve uh, regulates the inflammatory response. It regulates uh, your fight or flight response. So whether you're in... um, that fight or flight mode, or whether you're in the parasympathetic mode that allows you to rest and digest, your vagus nerve controls that. Uh, vagus nerve is connected to your heart, your lungs, your liver. It um, is a great asset in the production of stomach acid. It controls liver function, and um, the liver produces bile, which bile helps ex- it helps you digest fats. It helps you excrete uh, toxins out of your body. So if your bile is not healthy then your liver is going to have dysregulated function, all of that. Um, so your vagus nerve is really, really important. And then the third thing you need to do is maximize that oxygen and nutrient delivery. And when you have those three phases in place, they're going to build a really solid foundation for your healing and recovery. But the, the very first thing you need to do is um, learn how to clear your drainage and detoxification pathways. And that's what I spend a lot of time teaching people about. 
Yeah, and so we talked before this, and I said I really want to focus in on the vagus nerve because stress is so important when it comes to regulating your health. Because when your stress levels go up, like you said, um, <laughs> when we're talking about the vagus nerve, it and it, it's affecting the liver, it's affecting your digestion, it's affecting so many things, and it's what's responsible for your central nervous system. Um, Although I've been on this health journey for since January, so now we are in October, um, so that's about nine months, um, and I do feel a turnaround. Maybe that's a little bit prophetic in this in the simple fact that it's been nine months. There's a deliverance coming, but um, one of the things that my nutritionist has said to me over and over is like, you've got to get your stress levels down. You've got to get your. It doesn't matter how many supplements you take. If you do not get your stress under control, I mean, it, it's kind of pointless for us to keep working together. And so um, I've definitely had to take some steps to help the stress. And so some of that just looks like a simple bedtime routine with me and my husband and my kids all getting on the same page um, and giving myself some time and at night to, you know, woo like breathe before I go to bed and just have some time to myself. Um, and that also really looks like recently just sitting and being, not worrying about making sure I get my quiet time in, not saying that that's not important, but I'm just saying like um, that was the thing for me that kind of has helped me in the last month or so to really recognize what I needed in my life to help um, give myself just that time of day to really de-stress. So, um, take us on that, I guess, take us deeper into that, um, and how stress is affecting the body and things that, um, you work with your clients on in regards to the vagus nerve and stress. Okay. So as I'm, as I'm looking at the human body, as I look at each client in front of me, I really had to learn to look at how all the systems work together instead of just looking at isolated symptoms. So you can look at the vagus nerve and you can look at the digestive system and you can look at the lymphatic system or the heart or the lungs, but the beauty is how they all work together. And I think that's yeah. really where the healing comes from and that innate intelligence in our body of how all this stuff works together. So, um, Obviously, there are emotional and mental components to stress that are significant. I don't deal with any of that stuff. What I do is help the body start working appropriately because when you have a solid foundation physiologically to start um, handling stress and approaching stress in a better way, then those mental and emotional stressors, you're going to have more resilience to deal with those. You're going to have more margin uh, in your life to deal with those and, um, so I just help people get on track physiologically. I got to stay in my lane. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a psychologist. I yeah. stay in my lane with the human body. Um, so the the vagus nerve exits the skull uh, just above it, from the jugular foramen. So that's kind of behind that angle of your jaw and uh, behind your earlobe if we're looking to a spot we can point to. Um, then it, it comes down. It dives behind your collarbone. It goes to your lungs, your liver, your heart, your entire digestive tract. Um, and so one thing, and, and people can do this so easily, we're, we're on computers and our heads are forward just like this all the time. And that can dysregulate function of the vagus nerve very close to where it starts. So one of the first things I do is have people just sit up straight and bring your head back into alignment over your body. Um, we can... And, and I love this for moms and, and for parents who are so busy because we don't have time to do a lot of other stuff. So whatever we can fit in um, along the way into what we're already doing is so helpful. Um, and, and frankly, like a lot of moms who are breastfeeding, you're in a position, you're hunched over, you're looking down at your cute little baby and um, you get raging neck pain, but it can also disrupt function of that nerve. So if we just keep our heads in alignment with our shoulders um, even when you're sleeping, instead of having pillows that push your head very far forward, get a nice orthopedic pillow that can um, support your head properly. But all of that's going to help regulate that vagus nerve function. Uh, the second thing I have people do, um, 
in alignment with a head posture is just lift your sternum an inch or two. So you're sitting up straight. And that's really powerful because, um, that is going, when you open up that space in your abdominal cavity, that's going to allow your diaphragm to descend properly upon inhale. Um, the movement of the diaphragm is one of the greatest ways to start regulating vagus nerve function because the vagus nerve goes through the diaphragm. So if you're breathing properly and getting that diaphragm moving, it's going to massage your vagus nerve and help and help uh, regulate its function. Um, diaphragmatic breathing is a, a great way to help break through that fight or flight response. Um, if, if you're breathing very high up into your chest and neck, you're using those accessory muscles up here and um, it, it pulls your head forward. It can give you neck shoulder and upper back pain. So uh, if you just start regulating your posture um, and regulating your breath, breathing deeper into your abdomen, those are huge ways to improve vagus nerve function that you can integrate so easily into your day. Most people are taking 15 to 20,000 breaths a day anyway, so do it right and you'll have profound healing effects take place. Um, Another thing, so the lymphatic system ties into this, because everywhere you have a nerve fiber, you have three lymphatic vessels around it. Um, so if you have lymphatic congestion, that's pressing on your nerves, all of your nerves, not just your vagus nerve. So clearing lymphatic congestion is really important. Uh, our lymph nodes are lined with sympathetic fibers and the thoracic duct, which is where a majority of the lymph from our entire body drains into, that's also lined with sympathetic nerve fibers. So if we have lymphatic congestion, that's putting pressure um, in those vessels and in those ducts, which then tells your body like, hey, we need need to be in fight or flight. We're in danger. And it makes it very hard to start regulating stress. Um, Up here behind at that angle of the jaw and behind your ear again, there's a huge lymph node or the largest one in your head and neck, I should say. And if that is swollen, it will put pressure on your vagus nerve. So all of that's how all this stuff works together. So your breath, your your posture, your lymphatic system, those are things that I really look at to see what is happening in a person's body and what can we do easily to help them, um, number one, be able to get it into their day, um, but start regulating that function really quickly. And that, that's not all by any means, but it's uh, your breath and your sternal position and your head posture are three great ways to take pressure off the vagus nerve without any effort. Yeah. And and we're, we can see each other. You're listening to us on this podcast, but as she is talking about, you know, posture and making sure your neck isn't pressed forward. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what I'm doing right now because I'm on a computer. So (laughs) I am practicing my posture right now, but it's so true. Just simple things that we can do throughout our day as moms. Um, And I can totally relate to you know, like what you were talking about with nursing a baby, I was um, surprised after my fourth baby, how much more sore and achy I was after having her from just from nursing than I ever remember being with my other ones. Um, Because I had a great pregnancy. This is the only baby that I didn't have to go to the chiropractor with. But then after her birth, I was like, in a lot of pain. Um, and not from the birth experience, but from nursing and from holding her and sitting up in the middle of the night and falling asleep with my head down. And, um, you know, it was just that, that was, uh, not fun. As you know, I'm on a health journey to ensure my own health, but along with that, I want to ensure that my kids are getting the nutrients they need as well. I've been giving my kids a daily vitamin from Llama Naturals along with their wholesome diet. Right now, I have a $10 discount code for you at the bottom of the show notes. Just scroll down to the link at the bottom and it will automatically apply the coupon for you. They are 100% organic real fruit gummies that are made of real fruit with no added sugar cane along with 13 natural vitamins from fruits and veggies. Peace of mind for you, pieces of nutrition for them. Um, okay, and then I had another question for you on the lymphatic system, and you talked about um, lymphatic congestion. So what 
are some symptoms? How can we um, start recognizing if we have this lymphatic congestion? What does that look like other than you mentioned that the one um, in your neck, that lymph node could be swollen. Um, what are some other things? So you actually have congestion with it? Yeah, so lymph is a fluid and it's made up of about um, 95% water, but the, the lymphatic system works in very close conjunction with the cardiovascular system. Um, so the, the heart is the pump that pumps our blood through all the vessels, but the lymphatic system uh, doesn't have a pump like that. Some people say it has no pump. I think the diaphragm is a huge pump for it because in addition to helping vagus nerve function, your diaphragmatic breathing is going to help you pump lymph. If, uh, if your body, if your lymphatic system is congested, if it's not able to detoxify properly, uh, you could experience tight, stiff or sore muscles, especially upon waking up in the morning, uh, mm. chronic pain or tension. You have lymph nodes in all your joints that move. Uh, so you've got them in your armpit, your groin, your, uh, then you've got them in your neck and head, obviously, like if people feel swollen glands, those are your lymph nodes. Um, you could experience thyroid problems. You could have persistent coughing or throat clearing, chronic ear problems. So um, I've had a lot of kids that I look at and they've had those chronic ear problems and infections. And if when we get their lymph moving right, it, it has really helped reduce um, all those earaches that they get. Um, lymphatic system dysfunction can present as uh, bloating or swelling, especially in your face or belly or extremities. You could have different skin issues. Um, dry, itchy skin is a real common one. Uh, chronic fatigue, poor sleep, brain fog, uh, problems with allergies. And, and allergies, lymphatic system is not the only cause of that, but um, a huge component. You could have chronic headaches or migraines, um, weight gain or an inability to lose weight. Estrogen dominance can be tied into that one. And in any condition that's inflammatory of nature, which pain and chronic illness typically is all related to inflammation. So those are symptoms that there is lymphatic dysfunction. <laughs> and it's just like so much of that, um, of what you said, it's just all tied together, especially... Um, Oh man, you know, the estrogen dominance thing, that's going all the way back to detoxing our environment, detoxing what we're eating and what you talked about mm -hmm. in, at the very beginning. And one of the main things that you focus on, um, because all, almost every food that we eat now that comes from the grocery store, every product that you put on your skin is going to have some sort of synthetic estrogen in it. And they're called xenoestrogens. Um, and they are what are a contributor to so many women's health problems with their periods being so off the mood swings, um, the PMS, all of the cramping, um, all of those things. And so, like you said, just, just the fact that it all ties together. And if you're going to, you know, just a regular MD, they're going to try to just treat the symptom and put you on, guess what? A birth control pill that is high in estrogen. So, <laughs> or it's going to be high yeah, in copper. So and, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Or it's going to be high in copper, which is something we kind of touched on right before we started this podcast, but it's something I'm really focused on right now is trying to understand, um, mineral ratios and mineral imbalances, but birth control is really high in copper and copper is a major contributor to mood disorders. Um, and it's what throws all of our iron levels off and iron is responsible for oxygen in the body. And so it's just, um, it, it's a real thing. Um, and so going back to the lymphatic system, something that I recently saw an Instagram post on, so I'll ask you your thoughts on this, but it was something very simple. Same thing that you're talking about, like the breathing deeply, opening your diaphragm up, making sure your neck is in alignment. Um, what, some of the things that they said that you could do were like bounce on a trampoline for 20 minutes a day, um, go on a walk, or even if you don't go on a walk, just like kind of just to get your body moving will help the lymphatic system begin to drain properly. So um, what are some other simple things that you would say we could do? This is a really good question. I love it um, because I know that 
rebounding and uh, general exercise recommendations and dry brushing are extremely popular and prevalent. Uh, lots of people are doing dry brushing and they start way out at the extremities. And this is how it, pretty much everybody will teach you to do it. Start out the extremities and work toward your heart. I look at the lymphatic system uh, and compare it to like a traffic jam. So if you have a traffic jam, you're not going to go anywhere by getting the cars at the back of the line to at the back of the line to move first because they don't yeah. have anywhere to go. You've got to clear that um, blockage at the front first. You've got to clear that accident or whatever, and then the cars can start flowing appropriately. And the same thing is true with our lymphatic system. So um, our lymph dumps into the subclavian vein, which is right behind and below the collarbone. So if you have congestion in that area and you're trying to get your arm clear or your abdomen clear, that fluid doesn't have anywhere to go because that subclavian vein by your collarbone is what brings it back to the heart. And then the lymph, the lymph dumps into the heart and then it goes through the circulatory system, goes through the liver. Um, and, and then it, it just has this whole cycle, but if you're blocked close to where that lymph is draining, you're not going to have success in getting, um, swelling or bloating to go down in your legs or in your abdomen because that fluid doesn't have a clear highway to get back to where it needs to go. Um, so when I teach people and I have, um, courses where I teach people also, but we work the lymphatic system in a very, um, systematic way. So you drain all the lymph nodes that are closest to that subclavian vein first, then you work your way throughout the rest of the body. An interesting place is the head and neck though, because if we look at this in terms of pressure, if the lymphatic system is congested throughout the rest of the body, that's going to keep high pressure in your head and neck. So the lymph can't drain downward. And we have an entire part of the lymphatic system called the glymphatic system, which is just for the brain. And, and they just recently discovered that in, I think, 2013. Although God knew that was there from the beginning. Science just figured it out in 2013. Um, and that, I mean, if you're having brain fog, if you're having neurological disorders, all sorts of different things going on in the brain, um, anxiety, depression, you've really got to look at how the waste and toxins are getting out of your brain. And again, that, that links into the lymphatic system as the stuff drains from your brain. It also goes back into the lymphatic system, then into your heart and circulatory system. So, um, it's just really significant. Um, but can I, can I give an analogy just in case people aren't familiar with the lymphatic system so they can understand it a little better? Because yeah, most of ahead. us just think about the lymphatic system in relation to cancer. And um, yeah, this is an incredible system. It's your entire waste removal system um, in the body. So, the, But before I say that, um, if you're trying any type of healing protocol, if you're doing... Uh, any type of detox, you you want to make sure that you're you're pooping on a daily basis because if you're not pooping, you're not getting stuff out of your system. And maybe maybe in this podcast we can talk about poop more because we're moms and <laughs> that's what we do all day long. That's the first thing I do every morning. <laughs> she poops every morning as soon as I get her out of her crib. She's poopy. It's like oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my little guys are too. And they love to tell me about it. And so we, we talk about it a whole lot on a daily basis, but, um, and we, with my kids, we always celebrate it like, yeah, you pooed. That means you're detoxing. So I'm probably brainwashing my little kids at this point, but even if, if you want to do lymphatic work, you have to make sure you're pooping. You have to make sure your liver is functioning well because the liver makes lymph, um, and you want to be making healthy lymph. So you need healthy liver function. Uh, and that's part of the drainage pathways I like to talk about. But I love the lymphatic system because I get to have my hands on people. That's what I do. That's what I've done for 16 years. Uh, and it's it's just such a gift. But um, to think of the lymphatic system, imagine a beautiful aquarium filled with an assortment of plants, coral, and colorful fish. The water's crystal clear and continuously infused with life-giving oxygen. In that environment, life can thrive, but the pristine conditions within that tank are maintained by one thing, which is the filtration system. This underlying network of pipes, filters, and pumps 
is not at all glamorous, but it's essential for maintaining the health of the aquarium. It filters out all the waste, debris, and toxic buildup, and it keeps that aquarium teeming with life. So think about what happens if the pumps stop working and the filters get clogged. The water stagnates, it begins to get cloudy, and eventually a slimy green algae covers everything. And then those fish start getting sick because they're starved for oxygen and nutrients. You can empty out the water, scrub everything in the tank, and put the fish back in. But if you don't fix the filtration system and get those filters clean, the aquarium's going to really quickly return to its sick and diseased state. So within each of us exists a similar filtration system that's continually working beneath the sur surface. Um, it's nourishing every cell, fighting off sickness and disease, and cleansing that waste and toxic buildup that accumulates. And that's going to help your cells live in a healthy, thriving environment. And, and that's your lymphatic system. It's one of the best kept secrets of your biology and is the key to unlocking your healing and immune boosting potential. Um, it does a ton of different things for us, but one of its primary roles is cleansing that toxic accumulation of waste from within and around your cells. It's like your internal garbage collector. Um, if you think about how good it feels to deep clean your home, once you've removed the grime, tidied up each room, polished all the surfaces, and taken out the trash, fresh energy can flow into that space, creating a pleasant and nurturing environment. Now, imagine trying to clean your home without ever taking out the trash. No matter how clean everything else is, the garbage would quickly accumulate, and eventually that rotten smell would permeate everything. Uh, you could light candles or spray air freshener to cover the stench, but your home would never be truly clean until you took out the trash. Um, and that's the, the power of the lymphatic system. That's the power of the drainage pathways is getting all of that stuff out of your body. And it gives you the opportunity to heal. I think that's a really good analogy. Um, and this is coming to my mind, going back to the poop. Um, <laughs> so something that kind of a mentor uh, said to me one time, you know, in the Bible, it talks about all the different members of our body and it's liking it to the, the, the church body. And she said, you know, sometimes I think about the least important or, um, anyway, she was like, think about if, you know, if we didn't have an anus, like we, you know, <laughs> who's that person that we think of as the anus in the church? Like clearly it's the most important person, you know, <laughs> but we don't think of that person in the natural as the most important person, but it is because it is the, the one thing that's going to keep the, all the junk out. It's the one thing that's going to keep our bodies actually moving along. And so it doesn't get stuck and it's getting rid of all of the, the, the unnecessary that doesn't need to be there. Um, <laughs> and I, I always go back to that. I'm like, yeah, um, who's, the, you know, who's that person? And, but also the importance of our body <laughs> detoxing that way as well. Um, there's also a post that I read on Instagram and I'll tag it in the show notes, but it's not just that we need to be pooping. It's that we need to actually be having healthy poops. Um, and what kinds of poops you are having can actually tell you what your body's doing, whether it's actually, um, trying to detox, but it can't, whether, um, it's too much bowel buildup or, and all these things. And so a healthy poop, um, basically is a solid poop that comes, you know, it's a, uh, I have air quotes up, but a satisfying poop <laughs> that, um, is kind of the shape of a banana. Um, and it's happening, you know, for sure once a day, if not two or three times a day. Um, and so uh, learning what your poops mean, um, I'll tag that post. It's not exactly something that we all want to be talking about, but privately, you know, you can start doing that and studying it and figuring out what's going on with your body <laughs> according to what's yeah, coming out. I think the out. is the number four on the Bristol stool chart. Okay. I can't remember I'll have to look that one up. We may have Bristol to stool chart. We might have to tag that chart in the show notes too. Oh, the Bristol stool chart just has um, a range of different bowel movements and what they look like and their colors. Okay. And you can compare ah. your own bowel movements to that and see where you fall. So if you have um, greasy floating stools, that's uh, uh -huh. liver and gallbladder dysfunction. Um, you can see if you need more fiber in your diet. But I think, yeah, I think the perfect snake-like, banana-like poo is the number four on that chart. Okay. 
I'm well, if, if you're doing a, a healing or detox protocol, you're going to have some funky poos come out because yeah. some people just have that impacted stuff in their colon that's been there for a long time. And your poo might n- not look normal coming out in those types of protocols. And that's okay. Like just get that stuff out of your system so your body can start healing. Oh, and yeah. one of the other things that's so important to any healing protocol is just having the right kind of water. Uh, making sure you're drinking that. That's going to improve your colon function. It's going to improve your poos. It's going to improve uh, liver and gallbladder function. It's going to improve your lymphatic system. So you're drinking water anyway during the day. So just make sure you optimize that and get that right mineral balance too. Yeah. But that's a huge thing you can already put in your day you're already doing. Exactly. I agree with that. Um, One thing that I have also started teaching is that um, if you are minerally depleted and I to give an analogy you know the dirt is what we're made up of the dirt is made up of minerals and what happens when you pour water into the dirt it absorbs it so if you don't have those proper minerals in your body then you can't absorb that water so you've got to be making sure even above just getting the water in that you've got the minerals in your body in order to absorb the water properly Um, and a second thing that I learned after doing all of this mineral testing um, one of the things that they suggested is making sure to not drink chlorinated water, which is anyone who's drinking tap water that comes from the city is going to be chlorinated. And so getting a home filtration uh, filter on your for your water or even just a water pitcher that filters out that chlorine is super important because it actually uh, messes with your thyroid function. Chlorine, chlorine does. Um, that's one thing that I recently learned, but yes, obviously staying hydrated is super important. Um, but if you feel like you're just drinking a bunch of water and peeing all the time, it might be because you need just the basic minerals in your diet too, which water is supposed to have all those minerals, but unfortunately they get depleted because of the treatment centers. And so, um, trace minerals is a good brand to put minerals back into your water. Make sure you're getting, um, a healthy salt into your diet, um, magnesium, everyone's magnesium deficient. So taking magnesium, which will help you poo. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any more suggestions on the water? I could do a whole podcast or three podcasts just on water. Wow. Um, I, Going way back, I was hiking in Colorado. We went to Estes National Park, if you've ever been there. Um, I think it's about a five-mile hike, and you get up to Emerald Lake. Emerald Lake um, is fed by one of the last glaciers in Rocky Mm. Mountain National Park. So I drank the water out of it, and I felt incredible. Um, Wow. Have you ever seen that movie, The Water Boy? He got knocked Mm -hmm. out and was in the game, and he drank this special vial of water he had around his neck. And he just jumped right up, probably did a backflip and went on to win the game. Um, That's what our water should be doing for us. And it is not. Um, Ideally, we don't want to have to do all these things to filter our water and get good water, but we're not living in a perfect world. Our water sources have been um, so damaged. And um, glyphosate, which is one of the most common uh, herbicides they're using, that's, that's in everything. And it's especially in America, they haven't banned its use. So it's in our water sources. It's in all of our food sources, even organic, and it's in our air. Um, and that, that's a, another whole new thing, but, um, that causes a huge list of symptoms, but, um, just trying to get that out as much as glyphosate is, it's basically roundup any, that, that type of weed killer. Oh yeah. Um, and, Unfortunately, it stays in the ground for forever, and then it washes when the rain comes. It's washing into our water system. And so when it washes into our water system and they're watering the organic crops with this, you know, water, it's still getting into our crops because of that reason. Um, And they've definitely tested it, and it's definitely um, in the organic foods. Oh, it's so prevalent. It's everywhere. Um, And I've... I've tried in my water sources to get away from that as much as possible. Um, but in also being hydrated. So I found, um, smart water to be 
at least for me, everybody's different, but at least for me, uh, very hydrating, very, um, when I get dehydrated, I get, I get hit with a headache, with muscle pain, um, with very dry, itchy skin. And I'll drink a couple bottles of smart water and it immediately fixes all that. Um, I also get bloated if I just drink regular water. Yeah. Um, smart water fixes that really quickly for me, but I don't, I don't like that option to give it to my family of four. It would be like $160 a month, even shopping at Costco, which that's cost prohibitive. Um, and you also are getting a plastic bottle and I don't, I don't want all that. So smart water is vapor distilled. Um, I don't, uh, vapor distillation is distilling purified water. So I have a steam distiller at home and that's how I make my stuff, my water. And then I add specific minerals to it. Um, distilled water's gotten a bad rap for a long time because they say it leaches minerals from your body, but mm. there are a lot of other things that take minerals from our body. And ideally we should be having a mineral rich diet, which like you were talking about earlier, our, our soil has been depleted. Um, so you're probably going to need to use supplements for getting those minerals, um, just to nourish our internal soil. But, um, distilling the water is one of the only thing that's going to kill the bacteria, the pathogens, um, any parasites in the water. It gets out heavy metals. It gets out quite a few of those forever chemicals that have been, they've been talking about in the news. I think it gets out about uh, 90% of microplastics, which are a huge Mm. concern. It doesn't get out all the glyphosate or fluoride, but you can put uh, carbon filters on your distiller to help with that as well. Um, And I feel great when I do that paired with a couple specific uh, brands of minerals that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that water is going to help your daily detoxification process because detoxification is not an event. It's not this 10 day diet you go on or 10 day cleanse. Detoxification has to be a lifestyle, especially in today's day and age, because we have, we have so many chemicals that people, even back in the fifties, didn't have to deal with. And nope. back in the fifties, a lot more people had gardens and they weren't using so many pesticides and herbicides and fungicides like we do today. Yeah. And so when people say, Oh, let's just go back to our ancestral diet. We can't because we have so many different environmental factors that were not present back with our ancestors. So we yeah. need different strategies to deal with that stuff. So exactly. anyway, that's my long winded answer about water. Yeah. Well, I, I will touch on one thing and then we'll wrap it up. So what you're saying about not being able to go back to that, but also that, um, you know, 50 years ago, they weren't eating the same thing that we are. So I had this conversation with a man the other day who wanted to get my daughter some Cheetos and he, he knows he's my son's baseball coach. So, um, he knows and follows me on Facebook and he, he kind of made the comment, you know, she probably can't have these. It's got red, you know, it's got the food coloring in it. And, um, it, it, you know, I, I did, I don't say no to the Cheetos because of the food coloring. I say no to the Cheetos because everything in it is bad. <laughs> it really has nothing to do with the food coloring. And, um, I said, yeah, cause someone had already also given her some goldfish, which goldfish ha- or it's an extremely bad snack for kids too. And so, um, we got on this conversation and he, he said, uh, he visits the nursing home and he said, Oh, the, the, people at the nursing home love Cheetos and they're 90 is kind of his, uh, you know, argument. And I said, well, yeah, but they weren't eating that when they were 10, 11 and 12 years old. So now, you know, my kids, cause I wasn't eating a healthy diet. They were exposed to that kind of food in the womb. You know, there, that's a huge difference. Um, that these 90 year olds that are still alive, which, if you're in the nursing home, to me, that's not a quality of life anyways, <laughs> right? Um, because it's about quality of life. It's not about longevity. It's about, no, like, I am choosing a healthy lifestyle now and choosing to get rid of these chemicals in my home because I couldn't even be a mother a year ago. Like, I, I was not emotionally stable. I could barely breastfeed my child because my, my milk was barely dropping because I was so depleted and so stressed out. Um, and I was stressed out, not because of what the load I had on my plate, but because I, I, my body could not meet the energy demands of the day because it was trying to get rid of all this junk that I had put into my body over all of these years. 
Um, not only that, but you're, we're now being born into depleted mothers who, so we can only get so many of our, of the nutrients from our mothers because they don't have it to give anymore. Um, we inherit everything from our mothers. And so, you know, I was just telling him on the back, back to the Cheeto story that, and he even asked me things like, well, what about, you know, pork skins? My grandmother ate pork skins. That's fried in oil. Um, because I was talking about polyunsaturated fats and how unhealthy they are and they create uh, oxidative stress. So if you don't know what PUFAs are, those are seed oils and vegetable oils and the basically the only kind of cheap oil that you can buy is extremely unhealthy for our bodies. It's not normal. It has this double bond in it that your body cannot recognize. And um, I said, yeah, the pork rinds are great. He said, but they're fried in oil. I said, yeah, but they weren't fried in that kind of oil back then. They're fried in that kind of oil now. And if you want to read that story, that's when uh, Crisco came about. And they learned to extract oil from cotton seeds because they didn't want to throw the cotton seeds away. And it just evolved from there. And the American Heart Association lied to all of us. And told us that they are, and you can still go to the store and look at canola oil and it says heart healthy on it, you know. Um, sorry, that is like off subject from what this podcast topic is about, but it's all about health and um, what we're putting into our body. And just the simple fact that we're looking for overall health. We're not looking for longevity and being able to live in a nursing home for 20 years because we can't take care of ourselves or where we have dementia. We want I would rather have quality of life where I am vibrant and healthy until the Lord takes me home on the day that he takes me home rather than, well, I lived nine, to be 90, but I couldn't remember my family for 20 years, you know? Mm-hmm. The thing that amazes me, is, and especially these days, like there's, there's so much garbage out there and there's things that our bodies were not meant to deal with. And yes, we're experiencing symptoms, but, but we are still alive. And we have these incredible innate healing capabilities that God put within, within us. And yeah. we have all these abilities to heal that are woven throughout every fiber, as a fiber of our being. They're put into our DNA. And as sick as people can get, as, many, as much garbage is out there, we can still heal and regenerate. And it's amazing to watch how the body kicks in when you start yeah. giving it the right things. And even in all the toxicity that we have around us and all those different things going on in society and the, the medical and political controversies around food and the quality of our food, like our bodies can still recover when you start doing the right things. And they're amazingly capable and resilient. And um, I, I look at that a lot in my kids too. Like I try to give them the best diets and the best nutrients, but it's like God created these little kids to heal. He gave them beautiful capabilities that, that they have, that they can possess, that they can walk in and um, live great lives. And so that's yeah. been my journey, especially with my kids, just making sure they get the right stuff, but also recognizing that God put stuff in them to heal and yeah. they can face this stuff today um, with resilience and with, courage in, in a way, because there's so much garbage out there that you have to be aware of and learn how to face it. And they'll learn as they get older, but um, we're designed for healing and God yeah. put that in there within us. And to always remember that when we get frustrated or when things seem hopeless, we are highly capable individuals yes. and our systems are highly capable. And that's what I always go back to. Like we're, we're made for this. We can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And and, you know, going back to even just the cellular level, um, our cells turn over. God created our cells to turn over every three months. And then actually every seven years, which I think is just a beautiful number, knowing how, you know, that God created everything in seven days. And seven is the number of perfection. That every seven years, your cells actually regenerate themselves completely. So if you are completely depleted today, um, you can see health improvements in three months from now, and you can see a complete turnaround within seven years. I mean, think about it. Some people have been sick for 20 years. What is seven compared to the 20 that you were sick? Um, our bodies can heal so much faster. 
um, when we give them the proper nutrients. So Heather, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, thank you for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom. So remind my guests where they can reach you, where they can find you and how they can connect with you. Well, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, um, we could talk forever. People can find me. Oh, I know it. This is this is good. This I, every topic you touched on, I was like, oh, oh, can we just keep talking more about yeah. this? Um, my website is defyyourlimits.com and I'll have um, a link to a, a freebie. It's a three-day um, podcast or audio and it's called Detox Debunked. It, you'll have to scroll down my homepage just a little bit, but they kind of dives a little deeper into all of this, but specifically focusing on the drainage pathways and and how to open those to truly get detox versus all these 21 day cleanses or juice fasts or vegetable fasts, any of that stuff that people are doing to detox. Um, it teaches a more comprehensive way to approach this so we can uh, integrate it into our lives on a daily basis and be successful and um, have health and longevity for the long term. Um, and feel great and live our dreams and live out our purpose. And it starts with, starts with pooping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll definitely tag the poop posts and the website, <laughs> the Br Bristol stool chart. I've got it pulled up on my computer Bristol right now. Stool chart. <laughs> so that all of you can look at it and start gauging what you think your digestive system is doing and your lymphatic system is doing according to your poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, Heather, thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you. Are you enjoying this podcast? I sure hope you are. If you are, please let me and others know by leaving a review wherever you listen from. Are you interested in a topic I've covered so far and want more? Please leave a comment or message me at contact at CassieHutton.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Barefoot Parenting. If what you're doing works for you, is healthy for your family, and is growing you in the ways you need to grow, then it's time to step out of the feeling of guilt and shame and wear your Barefoot Mama badge proudly. Remember, barefoot parents are doing things differently, so be encouraged today if you're feeling the pushback in your parenting style. You're doing something right.